Welcome, welcome everybody to episode 11 of the Potentiation Podcast. This is my second of hopefully three recordings this week and I'm back chipping away at, at episodes. Happy to be here. It's December and it's getting cold in here in New York, but I have a guest with me who's not so used to the cold and uh, has uh, a ton of experience uh, working in the personal training industry. I've, I've kind of gotten a theme going here of interviewing personal trainers, and my guest today has a super unique story um, having dealt with the coronavirus and all of its complications as a trainer, and I think builds off my last episode about, about gyms and the future of fitness very nicely. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today is Scott Mills. Scott, how's it going, man? Doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Uh, so we chat a lot, obviously, since our gym Equinox has opened back up, and I wanted to have you back, have, wanted to have you on the podcast, and uh, you might see a different side of me today, podcast side of me, right? <laughs> the the g- gym side of me, for those of you who don't see me working out in the gym, is not so pleasant to be around. I'm normally trudging around mid-workout. Unless you catch me in the lounge with a drink in my hand where I'm just hanging out. Um, but but what has your general outlook on, because I'm, if you heard my snippet of my podcast today, I'm maybe a little bit more optimistic than most people about big gyms staying open. I think long term they can, they can do it. But, but what has your experience been since uh, this whole pandemic happened? has your outlook on on fitness changed because i know you came from a background in in software jumping yeah. into personal training so so what what do you think now what where, what's your stance on training i love the question so um i'll answer it with two examples mm-hmm. so uh right when this all happened back in march mm-hmm. um i my wife and i left and we went to texas uh for one fear right because yeah, yeah. we didn't know what was happening <laughs> a lot of people um, did. exactly and two texas was fairly open and it seemed like it was the less infectious or less dangerous place. Right. Um, so went to Texas, the second gyms opened, which was not even a month later. Uh, I went to gold's gym. Okay. That was the gym closest by us. So gold's gym at the beginning did not require masks at all. Remind us what part of Texas? Oh, sorry. Uh, New Braunfels. New Braunfels. New Braunfels. So, so that's just, uh, 30 minutes, uh, east of San Antonio. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, and so went in there, no mask was required as we, and you know, worked out of course, as the months progressed, they eventually came out and said, okay, fine. We have to wear a mask Mm. into the door. And then they had a sign at the exit that said, please put your mask back on as you exit the building. Mm. So it was one of those, we're going to show respect to the government powers that say we need to be wearing masks. Please come in with one, leave with one, but once you're in the building, it's your choice. Okay. Right? Yeah. Rewind real quick. Go ahead. Uh, because I didn't give you a proper introduction. Tell, oh, dude, tell, you're fine. Tell, yeah. tell, tell us a little bit more about yourself, too, uh, uh, before we get on to the, the gym stuff, because this is important, too, but um, yeah. Scott, being who he is, is also important, so tell the people who you are, who you are and where you're from, et cetera, et cetera. I love it. I love it. So, uh, switching gears. We grew up in Texas. Um, I was actually born in California. Oh wow! But moved when uh, I was four months old. Moved to Texas. Okay. I've been in Texas most of my life. Got it. So, uh, but grew up, played football, basketball, and track. Um, this will kind of play, in, I assume, a little bit later into our conversation. But couldn't gain weight when I was a kid. 
Got it. So um, I, at my peak at 18, I was 155 pounds. Uh-huh. I've seen feet. many a before and after pictures. Yeah. If you guys follow him or, or see his Instagram after the show, I'll be sure to have you shout it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, you used to be really skinny. Really right? skinny. So, yeah, continue. Yeah. And it was super frustrating for me. Um, but we'll fast forward. We won't touch on that right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, went to Texas A&M for my undergraduate, actually in GIS, which is Global Information Systems. Yeah. Um, the way I explain it to people is Google Earth. I learned how to make Google Earth maps and stuff like that. Okay. Um, went, worked for Halliburton. The devil, as everyone calls them. Yeah, yeah. Um, as an IT business analyst uh, and rocked it uh, in a company that doesn't provide um, promotions and raises very often. I received three promotions and two raises going from a business analyst to a product owner in three years, nice. which is huge yeah. uh, if you know anything about oil and gas. Um, from there, met my wife. Nice. And she's the one who... Uh, brought us here to New York because she wants her biggest goal and dream is to perform on Broadway, right? right? right. So in moving here, uh, I became a uh, 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 an executive accountant for a uh, postal shipment. I haven't thought about that in over two years. Um, But yeah, account executive for a postal shipment company. Uh, Worked remotely from them. They were based out of Utah. Didn't work out, and during that time was when I was watching my wife chase her dreams and her passions. Yeah, yeah. And I had long trained people just personally on the side, for, right. yeah, on the yeah. side, yeah. all throughout my twenties um, nice. and into my thirties. And so I decided to make the switch and jump. There's a lot more story to that, but that's me in a nutshell. Okay, so you jumping into personal training, and and then you know. Seeing you're how many years now into like being a trainer? I guess official, yeah, yeah. So only two years as an official certified personal trainer. Got it. So what was you you mentioned that there was there was a uh, a different like a a process that was a little bit more. uh, What's the word I'm looking for? I guess it was there was a little bit more freedom. I guess for lack of a better word, when you went back to Texas, right? Yeah. And, And what. Was it that, like, what was there a, because I think while you were there, there was an uptick in cases, but did things change from a regulatory standpoint while you were there? Or how Not that at work? all. And this is, this is the beautiful thing. So going back to what we were talking about, right? Yeah. So Gold's Gym, bring a mask when you come in, Yeah. do what you want to while you're in there, wearing come out or way. come out wearing it, right? Yeah, yeah. The whole time I was there, which was uh, five months working out at Gold's. Yeah. One email about a person who had a case. Right. Let's compare that with New York City at our Equinox. Yeah. So at our Equinox gym, for those that don't know, you are temperature checked, which we didn't do that at Gold's. Yeah. yeah. And then you must keep your mask on at all times except for when you're drinking water, right? Yes. Yeah. Since we've been back, uh, what, three, three months? Yes. We've had three emails go out telling us that we had cases at our gym yeah mostly with employees right Uh, for the most part from what i've heard two two i know employees one um uh member member, yeah yeah so i find that super interesting and you've talked about it a lot on instagram and uh i kind of 
talked a little bit about it in my podcast the other, that I released today that I filmed the other day or uh, taped the other day is that there's no real way to trace back how or if and that's a big if how if COVID is contracted at a gym absolutely and if you get a chance to listen to my last episode you'll see that I harped on this a lot but it's it's one of the cleanest places I've been since I got back to New York because <laughs> I, I got I, I took a two month trip to Colorado came back and um, I I feel almost too safe in there does that make sense like yes. like I almost feel like there if I'm like if I'm not uh, you know so I'll, I'll maybe sometimes just walk out of the lounge and my mask will be down and I have to uh-huh. pick it up because I forget exactly um, and, and, and and there's 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 I think something to be said about the idea that you know you, you get outsiders maybe people who aren't frequent gym goers who say gyms should be closed but those people don't actually walk inside the gym and see what's going on absolutely what where do you think uh or i guess probably the better question is have, having been at a gym uh that was pretty full functioning what 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 was the? Did you talk to other members at the gym? Like, did you get feedback from them? Like, when you were at Golds, at Golds, let's say, like, uh, yeah, I made some some good friends over there, and yeah. the feeling was it's ridiculous that we're not open. Yeah. Um, just to also let your listeners know, not only are their processes and how they handled COVID so different, but the uh, qual or the um, quantity of people, the amount of people in the gym at one time. Mm-hmm. Our Equinox one, we're looking at maybe between 7 and 30 at that, one point. That's being generous, yeah. 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 At Gold's, every time I went in there, at least 50 to 60 people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So the mindset was so different and so stark. Right. Um, which makes me think, and this is something we haven't brought up yet, but the emotional toll of that's placed on New Yorkers when yeah. it comes to fear yeah. is so negative and so destructive to a person, uh, both mentally, physically, you know, emotionally, it all comes in there. Whereas in Texas, that same stressor doesn't exist as uh, to the same extent. To the same extent. My theory is that I, I, I want to say that to get people enthusiastic about going back to the gym, mm-hmm. the, the sense of community within the gym itself like it has to be stronger than ever like there has to be something that something more than just working out that brings people back to the gym did you said people in in texas were kind of like oh it's crazy that more people aren't here but did anybody maybe pose a similar suggestion like were were there maybe like a really passionate gym goer who was saying like oh this is what the gym should do like like i feel like it's not just us, the fitness instructors who should who should be leading this spark, but I think the members play a role in in helping their fellow members to get back. Does any do you know if there's any regular gym goers who have posed some ideas like I don't know maybe like just some sort of like you know uh, like a mixer or something to get yeah. people back into the gym? It's like, a good question. I'm um, not sure if you have an answer for that, but I I honestly I don't. Um... I really don't. I didn't experience anything like that where people were trying to bring people back in in a social way. Yeah. I will say the beautiful thing, and I posted this on my Instagram way back um, when it happened, I think in, in June or, or May, right. was seeing the elderly 
individuals, I'm talking uh, 65 and above, yeah. come into the gym on a daily basis to do their swim exercises, uh, which was a class. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we don't have that here in New York. Yeah. Um, and I think it's uh, disheartening to see because these are elderly people. They're in their final years to some extent. Yeah. yeah. And the ones in Texas are living a full life. Yeah, a, a beautiful full life. They're improving their health. They're moving, which we know is how you keep longevity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were doing it together. Like you could live. There was a glass window, and as you're walking from the weights to the cardio section, you you walk down the whole path, and you see them with smiles on their faces, doing their classes. Yeah. And uh, it, it, in my personal opinion, it's it sucks that we don't see that here. Yeah. You could argue those people to be the devil's advocate here. May, you know, even if they are afraid, they might not feel like they have anything to lose at that point. But Dude, that's me. But, <laughs> but I mean, at the at the same time, yeah, you know, I do think that that we have a created an atmosphere, not not us in general, but but the the, the people of New York City are have kind of bought into the general yeah. fear that this may or may not go away anytime soon. But but yeah. the, what what still I think is, is is valid to be questioned is just how transmittable is this thing. Which, Absolutely. Which, but there's no, there's no clear cut answer on that. But. No, I loved uh, I don't know if you saw it, but um, many gyms have been posting their attendance numbers, so their check ins yep. versus their cases. Yeah. And the last one I saw, which admittedly is like a week or two ago, okay. was around 4 million check-ins yeah. with less than 1,000 cases. And that's not cases that occurred within the gym. That's just cases, cases of people who are members yeah. and came into the gym but had it, whether outside or inside. Yeah. I guess, you know, if, if and, and it's hard because I'm sure, you know, from if you're the manager of a gym right now, you got to be thinking, like, there, there's there's only so many ways that, COVID can come into my place, right? Yeah. Like, like you have your maintenance staff taking care of things. We see it every day, yeah. nonstop. And, you know, at a certain point, and I'm just going to put myself in like a manager's shoes here, I would think at so long as, and, you know, maybe I, I, at the end of the day, maybe this is a, uh, a just strictly hypothetical argument because it seems like gyms are, are at the will of the states right now, but... If I if I was running a gym, I would I would put enough trust in my members that they would be not irresponsible outside of the gym. And when they come to the gym, that, that like my, my only fear is that they're they're bringing it in and because they got it from somewhere else, right? Like if you're coming to the gym and you normally work out by yourself, like let's let's nix group fitness classes altogether just to eliminate that possibility. If you're coming in the gym working out by yourself. Me as a manager, I think, well, my, there's no way that COVID's going to get transmitted to my gym. So I, I don't know that there's there's anything that it, it sucks because there's, <laughs> there's nothing that a manager can do to say, to use that rationale to be like, hey, come to my gym. Right? Ultimately, we're, we're in a, a tricky spot right now. Exactly. What, what do you think uh, the next... 365 days looks like for fitness instructors, whether it's personal trainers, group fitness, uh, how do you see it playing out in, a, in, a, in, a, in the most logical way, yeah. given our circumstances? Absolutely. Um, I think you're going to see a lot more diversity. Okay. And what I mean by that is you will see trainers incorporating face-to-face 
virtual training and outdoor training where we didn't really see it as prevalent before, especially when it comes to virtual training. Um, I've seen some of your um, biggest trainers who usually are always training their clients in the gyms yeah. now are posting FaceTimes and, and different platforms that they're utilizing to be with their clients, not in person. Yeah. So if I'm being realistic, though, I don't want this to be the case because I love being in the gym, being face-to-face, um, your critiques of their their uh, their uh, form, um, their muscle activation is way drastically better face-to-face. Yeah. But the work can still get done in an adequate and efficient way through virtual training. But I think that realistically will be what would happen. Yeah. How appealing do you think that is to the people we train? Do you, do you see them being as flexible as us? I think that's an excellent question. And because of the way this year went, yeah, I think we will see more people gravitate towards virtual and, and outdoor training than yeah. they would previously because there's so much fear around being around people. Yeah. So I think they're going to want something. Um, but they also... Coach 15 is real. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. People, uh, all my clients and myself, uh, we've, we've gained weight and people realize, holy crap, I didn't realize how beneficial the gym truly was. Right. And so now that they've gone a whole year and it's looking like it's not going to go away anytime soon, I think they'll start to be way more accepting of it. Yeah, I, I'm optimistic about that being the case too. I feel like if it's one of those things where if you wait long enough, they will come. And yes. this is, I think like, it's all right. It's like, okay. You know, especially those clients, maybe you haven't talked to in like yeah. four or five months, like maybe they'll start to come around by that point. Yeah. Let's talk about your training style because sure. I feel like since I've seen you back in the gym and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, your, your approach with clients has changed a little bit. Completely. Uh, yes. I see you, you maybe with, with a client, you might not have, uh, focus on mobility as much, uh, are, are spending much more time on that. And, uh, especially with the slower stuff, you know, somebody who we, we, we've talked about this among our circle of trainers, you know, I think when people walk into a gym to see a guy like yourself, who's generally pretty buff, they think that guy's going to get me to look like him, right? No disrespect to any average gym yeah. goers. It's just like, if you see a trainer and you see he, that he looks like something, you, a lot of people will assume like, oh, I want, you know, you get the common, I want to look like you type thing. Always. But you slow things down. How, how do you, how, what, first of all, what inspired that uh, modification to your approach and, and uh, what kind of feedback have you gotten from it? I love it. Um, so this is the one, and, and I talk about this to people all the time, this is the one positive thing yeah. that came out of quarantine. Yeah. Um, so when we went to Texas, uh, I started to, that first month we didn't have a gym. Yeah. So I started to run more, which I hate running. Yeah. Okay. I hate it. And I started to notice that my hips were extremely tight. Okay. Um, and it was becoming a nuisance and a pain. Yeah. And so I started researching hip mobility stuff. I started researching functional movements. I started researching, um, balance but not balance in a stationary uh, stationary realm, yeah, right? Yeah. Where everyone says, oh, I like balance, and they get on one foot. Mm. And you're like, when are you going to truly balance in that way? Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually did a ton of research with the extra time that I had <laughs> without a job. Nice. Um, to research all of that stuff. And the second part of that was maturity as a personal trainer. Right. Um, 
kind of going back a little bit to what we were talking about earlier about my history, when I learned how to gain weight and how to put on muscle, mm -hmm. I learned it in a bodybuilder's style. Sure. As right? a lot of us did, I feel like, growing up, young men, right? Like Agreed. We, we were kind of just thrust into it with, like, you got to get big. Like, exactly. That's all it was. There's, there's almost no other option, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's the way that I learned, and that's the way that I then started training my friends. Okay. Was we do one or two body parts a day, and that's it. Right. Right? Superset at max. I, I didn't even allow circuit training to be in my mindset. That works for a lot of people, though. Oh, like, oh absolutely. I, I, especially at that age, it's super efficient. Effectiveness with it is is 100%. Yeah. But, uh, so that's the way that I trained my friends. Yeah. And then, um, for myself, mm. it's interesting because if you talk about like my personal training journey, like how on earth I came to be a personal trainer, on my mission, I met two football players. Yeah. They taught me, this is how you gain weight through food and nutrition, and this is how bodybuilders build strength, so do this. Mm -hmm. Then as I went to college, I gained 18 pounds on beach body. On beach body, so 18 pounds of muscle. Of muscle, okay. yeah, correct, correct, yeah, yeah. of not muscle on beach 15. body. No, 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 not the freshman 15. Okay. But I was doing P90X. Oh, wow. And P90X, though it does do more circuit style stuff, it still has a lot of bodybuilding components to it. Right. Um, but I was using uh, 50s and 25s because that's all the dumbbells I had. So I put on weight, weight rather than trimmed up. Okay. Then I became a beach body coach when I turned 28 because at 28 I had gotten up to 240 pounds. Oh, wow. I was way overweight. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I wanted to make sure that in my 30s I was the fittest I could be. So I joined beach body. Got it. Which then taught me circuit training. Um, and so then... Dropped all that weight. I was down uh, right when I joined Equinox, actually. Mm -hmm. I was 8%, 195 pounds. Nice. So I was well stacked, real trim. Um, but then I saw our clientele, which you understand this uh, for our audience. 90 West 92nd Equinox, up until quarantine, has yeah. been much older. Right. Much, much older. 40, 45 and up. And up, yeah. correct. Yeah. My first client threw me for a loop and made me feel the most inadequate I've ever felt. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because I met him. He wanted to train with me, uh, older gentleman, and I created a program for him, right, as we do. In the warm-up, I had him march. Okay. And he couldn't march at all. Yeah. And I was dumbfounded because I saw him walk down the stairs. I saw him walk over to me. Yeah. But he didn't – he lacked the coordination of hand – leg yeah. coordination right bringing those two together mm -hmm. and i threw away my entire program in that moment oh, and uh, in the session in the session oh wow and we drilled him or i drilled him on um being able to march being able to jump being able to do um do chaturanga mm -hmm. and anything that came to more coordination right and it sadly worked great with him and and actually he still trains with me today and he's well far beyond that but it's frustrating to me because that was the moment where I should have started to train, change my training style, mm -hmm. but I held on for that first year at Equinox. I held on to that bodybuilding time. Yeah. And as a personal trainer now, after receiving maturing, receiving more education, seeing more of the health side of personal training, right? I want to provide to anyone who comes with me 
the aspects of training that they can't find themselves. Mm -hmm. And sadly, in my opinion, bodybuilding is the easiest thing to find and kind of grasp. Right. Functional training, mobility, which has, you're right, has become huge for me, especially for me in particular, hips, is something that I want to bring to all of my clients and it's, it's worked wonderfully. Yeah. I'm going to cover your ass here with the bodybuilders who are listening. <laughs> just say that I still bodybuilding is not easy, right? Right. <laughs> uh, to your point, there is, yeah, there, there's basics that you just have to do really well and like very often and then just keep adding weight. That, that's really the basis of bodybuilding. And then a lot of it boils down to genetics, which I'm Absolutely. sure you know is... is is uh, is and what you're willing to take exactly and for most of those guys again uh you you guys are amazing uh works of art in terms of physical specimen but but that that stuff just kind of comes from a mental uh borderline psychosis of just pushing yourself to the absolute limit muscularly oh, right but like you said not everybody needs that no not even um, close and i was the same way you know i i, I probably took my first few clients uh nervous system to the absolute limit when I first started and it took me a little while to adopt something different because that was yeah like you said that was all I knew yeah but but it's good and I think that you know the education that you invested in early on in quarantine and then probably still are absolutely is going to serve you way down the road which I think is is super important for all trainers listening right don't stop learning that's usually a good memo for anything, <laughs> but especially right now in an industry that is kind of trying to rebuild itself. Yeah. What is it that, that you, um, I, Oh, the other part of the question. So what do your clients think, uh, have, like of this approach you're taking now? Have, have you drastically changed anything with, with, with yes. old clients since coming back to the gym and what, what's that like? Every single one. Uh, absolutely love it. I have one in particular who I was training him, um, for a good, three, four months prior to quarantine. Yeah. Didn't, did, he chose not to do virtual training during quarantine. We came back and he loved what we did so much that now we have to have a session where we just do an hour of mobility. Wow. He, cause he told me, and he tells me regularly, yeah. that aspect has changed his life because wow. he has such a stressful and tasking uh, job yep. that freeing up his body in the way that we are he just feels so much better throughout his week um so it's it's been really good um and what i also love about mobility is you can see faster results from it yeah. so you can literally share within weeks hey look you couldn't do this and now you're able to move your body this much more yeah and ask them how they feel and they they feel it yeah i think you know if you take something new right generally it's it's good practice to hammer home a lot of the basics in general but but if you take something new and, and implement it the right way mm -hmm. uh it opens just it opens up so many doors what's your stance on um is there a type of training that you're still trying to learn right now as a as a coach like yeah if there's something that you'd want to add to your repertoire man yeah there's a lot yeah. um I would say the easiest one, well, not, not easiest, sorry. Yeah. The easiest one that comes to mind yeah, yeah. Uh, for me um, would be something more like animal flow. Okay. Animal flow is something I haven't um, dabbled too much in and in the environment we have now. Yeah. Animal flow seems like uh, a great opportunity 
um, easy, no equipment, yeah, exactly. easy to do within a small space. That's what a lot of New York clients are struggling with. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's the, the next thing for me as far as my own personal education to, to dive into and start to master uh, would be animal flow. Nice. Um, but there's, man, there's a lot. I would, if we talked about like pet projects, right? Like something that I would have passion in, but that I'm a little too nervous to get into would be any type of martial art training. Yeah, I like that. I'm a little too scared to get into it. It's smart <laughs> stuff. Yeah, you could really mess around and hurt yourself or yeah. someone else. So yeah. yeah. But as I've as I've looked more into it, and especially you know that's uh, there's a lot of negative in social media. Yeah. But one of the huge positives that I've seen is um, I've been as I've been searching mobility, I've found a ton of martial artists sharing their mobility, and yeah. they have some incredible moves oh they're great that i've never seen anywhere else yeah so that's kind of where my mind goes as far as the training aspect of martial arts where i think beneficial or it would benefit me as a personal trainer yeah i like what you brought up brought up there because yeah in on instagram especially you know there, there's arguably a little too much information when it comes to especially fitness stuff you know yeah. when you get tied up with influencers and things like that you can kind exactly. of get lost in the sauce a little bit but yep. there there is a good community of people who tie in different types of training there. And if you find the right niche, especially with like, yeah, mobility and MMA, I've seen a ton of that stuff. Exactly. Um, I follow right now a lot of power lifters who are also super functional too. Like they do their that. squat bench deadlift, but they're also like doing respiration mechanics stuff, which is like this Huge, yeah. emerging uh, sector of fitness that I think is, is super important. Uh, and I try to focus on that with my clients too. Yeah. Um, we're on a podcast right now. You're a big podcast listener. I love them. Um, what are your top five <laughs> podcasts, if you can remember them from your Spotify playlist a couple days ago? <laughs> or, or what, no, what? my wife stole that one. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, so, yeah. So stole that one. What, what are your favorite uh, podcasts right now? Top five. No, no, no. no I love it. I love it. And um, actually, I got it right here so I can, I oh, can pull it up. So my top five. And don't judge me on that. No, I'm just kidding. You can judge away because I love them. Why not? Yeah. Uh, top five. So number one. Real AF with Andy Priscilla. Uh, he is the first form CEO. He's actually CEO of seven different companies. I think I've heard of him, yeah. Dude, the best podcasts ever. Um, Subject his, matter, is it all fitness so related? Or? Not anymore. Or, so his initial one was the the MF CEO. Okay. The motherfucking CEO. Yeah. Uh, completely business. And it was the number one uh, business podcast for a long time. It was the number like three or four podcast period. Oh, wow. For a long, long time. And then he switched it to Real AF. Now he's tackling mindsets, okay. social issues, um, and how to win. That's the biggest thing that I love about it, right? Um, so he's my number one. Got it. Number two, the Ed Milet show. Ed Milet is an incredible businessman. His, yeah. his, most of his stuff will be business-oriented. Got it. Uh, he's huge in the entrepreneurial space. And as a personal trainer, like... We don't always think of ourselves as it, but we're entrepreneurs. Yeah, I imagine you know your background in, in business and in sales. Oh yeah, probably helps you get this job. Right? Huge, yeah. huge. Yeah. Uh, third, and some people will hate me for this. Order of man. Okay, what's the subject matter there? Bringing back masculinity. Interesting. Yeah, but in a positive way, not a negative. I was going to say for, for <laughs> a lot of listeners might find that polarizing, but. Uh, again, I, I think it's at least worth a listen, right? Because there are, uh, there is a, I think for every person who is, is, uh, screaming toxic masculinity out yeah. there, 
I think there is a good argument to say that, hey, we, you know, we don't need to soften up too much either, right? Exactly. Like there is a, there is a, uh, a benefit to being, uh, I don't want to say hard, that sounds like a bad word, but there's a benefit to, to you know, being uh, a manly man. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's possible to do it in a non-toxic way, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And the beauty of it is the way that he goes about explaining masculinity is with the uh, goal of being the best father that you can be being the best husband that you can be. So it's not a knock against women or anything like that, but right. it's saying, hey, you're a man. Own your man. And these are the things that you should own for. Right. Yeah, right. perfect. Yeah. Uh, the last two, Jocko podcasts. If you want to be a leader, uh -huh. learn from a military guy. Listen, I've, I've heard him on uh, Joe Rogan a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love the way he speaks. He seems like a guy that you don't want to say the wrong word to. So, so I feel like <laughs> he I can't should, kill you. I should, it's... yeah, yeah, he, with his hands, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, I definitely want to check that one out. So. And then uh, the last one, though it's not one that you you uh, DM me about, but yeah. it's the Genius Life. Okay. So this is a brand new one. I've only listened to three episodes, yeah. but um, his story and it, it's Max. I'm gonna mess up his last name. Max Lugave. Lugaver, something like that. I, okay. I messed it up. But he, um, and I can't remember his initial background, but what he's doing now in the realm of nutrition yeah. is uh, he, he lost his mother. Oh, wow. And it, through the illness that she had, he saw where doctors didn't help. And so he's made it his life mission to find all of the natural ways yeah. that we can improve our bodies okay. and brings all that to light through molding the biomechanics of everything. Like he breaks down the cellular level of things, okay. but then illustrates it in an easy to learn way. Ooh. So that's a new one that I've gotten into. Only three episodes, but the dude's a genius. This, it sound, uh, sounds heavy. Oh yeah. How long are the episodes? Those ones are typically longer, so some of them are short. Uh, when I say short, like thirty to forty minutes, oh, <laughs> and then some I, some I are like, like an hour and a half. That's doable. I've, so, I've listened to like two hour Rogan podcasts. There you go. So that's oh yeah, like, Rogan. Some of his are four hours. Yeah, well, he'll just ramble. There's a certain point where I'll turn it off. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I can't talk too much shit about him because I try to emulate this podcast after his. But yeah, hey, it's a good one to emulate. Um, I want to talk about more about the nutrition stuff because we, we, we talked a little bit about Luke Tullock's podcast. Yes. Um, how many episodes are you into that so one? So I'm seven in okay. on that one. I love the one on insulin. Yeah. So do, do you find that you're listening to that more for your clients or are you generally still – I know you, you mentioned changing your body much more at like in college and taking a huge interest in nutrition. Is, are yeah. you still that – passionate about that field for yourself i am and and sadly it's more for myself okay that's um, fair. i mean there's the nothing wrong with that yeah, yeah yeah the clients that i have currently aren't quite at that level okay um they're more getting down the basics and and really it's more about their overall health yeah i only have two that are truly um either performance based or muscle building so those are the ones that I get to have a little bit more in-depth conversations around nutrition. The rest, it's it, it's your core. It's your macros. Um, 
and that's all they're really willing to talk about. Yeah, and most people <laughs> struggle with that. So, exactly. Like, just stop there, and if people want to ask more in-depth questions, like that's that's my approach. Yeah. I imagine that's how they do it. Too. The the best lesson I've ever learned, and this is a lesson in life. Yeah. It's kiss. Keep, Keep it, simple. it simple, silly. Right, right. And some people say stupid. stupid yeah, that's yeah. how I go, yeah. Uh, so uh, I come from the Mormon background, so they say silly. Silly. Yeah. Um, but keep it simple. So with most of my clients, the basics are more than enough. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to these podcasts, um, it's all for me and for me to be the best I can be. And then in those opportunities where they do come up, I have the knowledge to be able to assist. Right. I like Luke Tulloch's uh, Instagram a lot as well. Oh, yeah. He's super uh, informative. Is a, that's a model with which I'd like to shape my social media because it's like I always thought, you know, especially as a fitness person, that the word-based posts so of something just written on the screen is not nearly as appealing. But I could read through a slideshow of his, and I'm just like, I just learned more from this than I did from like my college biology class. I was going to say the same thing. Like this is great. Format is fantastic and I love it. The problem I get into is what you just said there. How do I copy this without stealing it? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what was the quote from, is it Da Vinci? Like all all good artists steal. Steal. So so I've I've tried to be less, (laughs) uh, what's the word? I'm trying to be less paranoid about doing that on Instagram because you got to imagine that that's happening. Absolutely. Um, it really just matters about how how original of a spin you put on that stolen. Yeah. As, as much of a paradox as well, it sounds like. Yeah. And he's he's um, exactly like the genius life with, with Max. Okay. He has, when you listen to his podcast, he understands the, the biochemical level. Like he, he, he can break it down into the deep science. Yeah. But then he makes it so easy to understand right. that anyone... Just the grasp the concept for you. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's what I also love. So he does it with the pictures. Yeah. And then he picks the simplest way to illustrate yeah. the science of everything. Now, what's your, I know, I know, uh, your Instagram has been focused around a lot of your personal trans- transformation. Yeah. Uh, what's your strategy? I feel like this is a fun question that I've asked a lot of my trainer friends, mm-hmm. Uh, for getting, using that maybe as like a, a way to att- attract potential clients, right? Like, yeah, I've always thought that it's very hard to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think even before the pandemic, right, there were people who did 100% remote training anyway. Already, yeah. Do you feel like people, uh, do you get a lot of people? I guess the question I'm asking is, do you get a lot of people who reach out to you when you post an inspirational before and after pick, like how, how, how is your social media received as a fitness person? It's a great, great conversation. So pre quarantine, yeah, it did really well. Really? I, uh, so I'm, I'm tied with first form. Um, so we always do three times a year, actually might be four times a year. Yeah. Uh, we do a fitness challenge. I think um, that it's like $50,000. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, so whenever they announce that, I announce that through my, uh, Facebook or my Instagram and my Facebook. Yeah. Um, but my Facebook's private, so no reason for that. Exactly. Uh, but then I've gotten over 50 people to join that. Um, it's free. Nice. Um, so that all it is, is them joining and then me sharing, uh, free information around fitness. So literally everything you could gather from Instagram with them, but then also, you know, when they ask personal questions, I'll answer those. Yeah. Um, so Instagram worked really well for me 
quarantine, I've been shadow banned many times. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> it seems like that's a recurring theme recurring with a lot of uh, a lot of people who are just trying to promote themselves. It's like you need to slow down. Exactly, exactly. So now my engagement. I mean, I was at at my peak. I think I was at close to sixteen thousand followers. Yeah. Um, since quarantine, I've dropped twenty two thousand, maybe 20, close to twenty five hundred. Twenty five hundred. Yeah. Um, and my um, discovery and engagements have dropped exponentially, like yeah. over eighty percent. Yeah. So it's one of those things where uh, I've had to. Uh, go back to my purpose of creating the account. Yeah, yeah. So I initially created the account not for business, but it was when I was 28 and I was overweight. Yeah. I literally said, I'm going to change my life. And while I do it, why don't I share it? It's going to document it, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's how it all started. Wow. So I've kind of had to mold myself back into that. Yeah. Um, but as far as future strategies go, I'm trying to, like, kind, of, like, kind of like we were talking about earlier with Loop. I'm starting to try and mold my page to more of a business yeah. versus my personal. I haven't quite broken that mold, yeah. um, but here in the future, in the coming weeks, I'll I'll be taking off in that direction. It's hard, man. Like I I've I've been still. It's an ever ongoing process for me yeah. just to post stuff that's largely informational as mm -hmm. opposed to things that I just like watching and enjoy. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's. Consistency, I think, is the first and most hard, the hardest thing to keep up with. Like, I was just looking at my feed yesterday. I was like, I haven't posted anything in a week and a half. And, yeah. Uh, you have to not beat yourself up about that. No, it's like I, I, I can't, I can't be mad at myself for uh, doing real life things and then not <laughs> posting stuff on my social media. And people will understand this. Yeah. I went three years posting every single day to social media. Yeah. The day I became a trainer became the day that it was the hardest to consistently post about fitness. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just so much of what we at Wolf did at yeah. one point was in person. And yep. you have to pay attention to a lot of moving pieces. So exactly. I totally get that. Uh, as we're wrapping up here, tell me what you have outside of social media. What, what do you have planned for the next, I don't know, let's say four or five months um, in an ideal world, right? Maybe not in the realistic sense as I was asking you, like, what's the next year look like, but, uh, anything exciting going on for you heading into 2021? Yeah, no, I love that question. Um, so yeah, so I haven't talked about this at all, but I've already, uh, written out my first two episodes of my own podcast. Breaking news here. You heard it here first on you, the Potentiation you, Podcast. You literally did. The only other person that knows about that is my wife. Okay. Um, so I've already written out two episodes. Nice. Um, it's going to be called The Poor Mindset Overcome. Okay. And uh, I grew up poor. Got it. And have had to change a lot of mindsets and a lot of behaviors um, to reach success in, in the many career paths that I've taken. And so I decided through this time, diversification is, is important. And I wanted to share some more with right. the world. Right. Um, so that's one thing that uh, I'm tackling and trying to get that up and running uh, within the next month or two. I like it. Um, and then from there, your best guess is mine, man. <laughs> the podcast news is enough breaking news for me because I've asked like my last three guests, like, what's going on? And everybody's just like... Nothing. Nothing. So at least you have something going for you. That's Absolutely. awesome. Uh, hopefully you can scout out the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the inspiration podcasts market, because I feel like 
that may be a tough one to break into, right? Yeah. But if you got a sick enough story, man, I say go for it because I think a lot of people need a good pick me up right now. Yeah, uh, I, more than a lot of people, but but uh, I think yeah, the better you can write that story out. Um, I'll give it a listen. Hey, why not? I, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, Scott, tell the people where they can find you if they're interested in contacting you, following you, reaching out about anything. Uh, where, where can we find you? Absolutely. Easiest thing, of course, social media, Instagram. So my Instagram is fitbodyscotty. Mm. That was actually made by my wife, not my by me. Got it. Um, you can still change it. you know. It's I know, I know. I actually need to because every time I go to say it, I have to do that because yeah. it's embarrassing to me. But anyways, it's I like it, Scott's wife. It's fine. It's, he can keep it. I'm not saying he should. I know it. she may come at you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, fit body, Scotty. Um, and and I'm always uh, open to have conversations, but also just ask me questions. I love helping others, and uh, because of my my first form connections, I I really love doing it for free. Yeah. Um, there will come a time where I'm like, hey. At this point, like, let's move on and, and start doing something more together because you have enough questions that we need to yeah. focus on a real program. Exactly. But yeah, they can reach me there. Fit Body Scotty. Nice. Well, Scott, thanks so much for hopping on. Hey, anytime. This has been episode 11 of the Potentiation Podcast. Thank you guys for listening.